expressed on this show do not necessarily represent those of the management of KUCI or the UC Board of Regents. For more information about this show, go to KUCI.org. KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. Thanks for listening to Our Digital Future every Thursday morning at 8.30 a.m. following other great public affairs programming like Hippocrates Now, Medicine and Fitness, The Forefront with Nathan Tang, 8 to 8.30 a.m. So now we're going to talk to librarians around the world discussing the digital future of our information spaces here on Our Digital Future with me, ZVZ, 8.30 to 9 a.m. And today I've got Etty Berland talking to us. Is it from Illinois? Yep. <laughs> Thank so, you so much for having me. No, I'm so excited to have you call in from oh. sh- Chicago. Is that the correct city? Yep. Yep. We're in Chicago here. <laughs> you guys are two hours ahead of us. I feel like I'm going back to the past or something right now. That's good because most people think um, it's way too early to call in over here in California at 8.30 a.m. now. But you guys are already um, at (laughs) 10.30, so I'm glad to know. I should start pulling more from the Midwest. It's a nice place to call. (laughs) Yeah, it's where we go to school. Actually, I've met um, Eddie through, was it um, storytelling class? It's really exciting to, you know, talk to people you know, remotely, and get to know you better. <laughs> yeah, and then everyone, um, Eddie Berland is the acting head librarian for the Hebrew Theological College in Chicago, Illinois. <laughs> it's very exciting to take on this role, I have to say, um, especially while being in school at the same time, kind of, you know, learn something and then I get to apply it right away, so... And That's how long have you been working at this theological college? Um, I started working there actually when I was a student. They kind of created a role for me in the library where I you know, got to shelf books and get you know, a sense of it. And they didn't really have anybody on staff to do that. Um, and then I just kind of stayed and have lots of other hats. And then this July I took on the, the role of the acting head librarian because um, they heard that I was in Gislis in, in graduate school. And they're like, well, now we need somebody to take on that job. So... And so what do you do there in the library? Um, Pretty much everything. There aren't any other librarians on the campus that I'm at, which is the women's campus. And so everything from reference to shelving to creating programs to um, creating entirely new services. We're working on a a career resource center in the library since there isn't a career um, department in our school. So I felt like that was an opportunity for us to to organize it. We've had, we participated in National Gaming Day this semester, which is really fun, um, kind of challenging our students' assumptions about what libraries can do and what they can be about. So That's really exciting. Thing. Is this a new <laughs> campus, or how long has this campus been around Chicago? Um, it's been around, I think, since the 80s, but um, over the last, you know, 10 years, it's really been growing. They've increased um, enrollment, you know, through um, building it, um, or I say buying a dorm, I should say. Um, and I actually went to this school as an, as an undergrad. So it's been around for a while, but it's very small. We have about 150 students in total. So oh, only 150. That's really nice. <laughs> yeah, so coming to, uh, coming to the graduate school is quite a shock for me to be surrounded by so many people. So a bit of a transition. Wow, so I'm sure as um, head librarian, you get to know as the librarian for the whole college, like everyone, all the students there. 
Yeah, it's an interesting dynamic. Um, because this is an Orthodox school, um, I specifically work with the women's campus, and then I don't really interact with the, the male students on the men's campus in Skokie. But I want to provide them with the same exact kinds of resources and materials and quality, you know, library um, information that my, my female students get. So it's an interesting uh, balance to find ways to get them the information, either, you know, through um, we just set up a field trip with Skokie Public Library so that our male students could get access to databases and library cards and kind of find ways to be creative within respecting, you know, the institution's um, beliefs. So <laughs> it's been a fun challenge. And then, what, so as being um, a student staff in the library is how you decided to continue with libraries, is that correct? Um, pretty much. I actually took a, a big um, break between um, my undergraduate and starting at Gisless. Um, and I worked as a teacher, and I worked as a curriculum developer, and I was just, you know, kind of figuring out what I wanted to do. I really hadn't figured it out, but libraries always were something that I loved, and I always, I kind of thought, you know, I can't do this, it's too hard, there isn't a lot, you know, there aren't jobs, and I decided just to challenge that idea and just jump and just apply and see if I got in, and when I got in, I decided, okay, that's the universe telling me I should do this, and, you know, there's, there's a world out there, and I don't have to hold myself back. So yeah, it looks it's been like a long process. <laughs> it looks like you already have a great position. Yeah, thank God. It really worked out well, you know, just everything kind of coming together. And how, many, how far along are you in the program at the Graduate School of Library Information Science in Urbana-Champaign, Illinois? Um, how long have I been um, at the school? Yes. Yeah. Um, I started in um, June of 2010, so about two years almost. Oh, that's exactly <laughs> when I started. Oh, really? Yeah, when oh. do you graduate? Maybe we were in the same summer week-long boot camp. <laughs> I was in the that's last so one of the summer, though. Oh, I was in the first group. Oh, okay. Oh, my gosh, that's really funny. We kind of, you know, passed by each other. <laughs> but do you graduate this spring? Is this your last semester? No, I thought I would take on more classes than I could handle this semester, so I'm, I'm scaling back a little, just taking two classes, and I'll take more in the summer and probably something in the fall. Um, I'm really not in a rush. I wish I could just stay um, in school forever. I really love this program. Um, oh, yeah. So my boss would like me to finish faster. But uh, Do you plan yeah. to intern anywhere to, to experience work in other types of libraries? Um, yeah, actually, I've uh, just set up um, an alternative spring break um, placement where I'll be spending um, a week in a school library in Evanston, um, which is really exciting because I really, I really am passionate about working with you know younger students, and I've been trying to approach my um, my library as more of a school library since a lot of my students haven't ever had library services in their own elementary and high schools. Um, but I definitely want to see what it's like, you know out there. So I'm excited to, to spend the week in the school library. Oh, great. I'll be in that program as well, but I think oh, yeah? somewhere out of the country. Oh, really? That's really exciting. Yeah. You know where? You're still working out the details. Um, I mean, nothing's totally finalized, but it's looking maybe like a week in Puerto Rico. Oh, my gosh. That sounds amazing. Thank you. Yeah, and I just started this internship. Um, it's my fourth week with the American Film Institute. I'm doing archive special collections work with a special producer's collection from Classic Hollywood Era. Oh, my gosh. I know I was listening to your other podcast, and I heard how much you love archives, so that sounds perfect for you. Oh, thanks. Yeah, I would love the title as head librarian, though. That must be great for <laughs> moving on. It's a fun on. title to have. It takes a lot of responsibility, and 
I'm trying to like figure out things as I go. So I'm sure that the programs helped you to um, figure out things as librarians being oh, taught by other librarians. Yeah, they're very supportive, and I've gotten a lot of you know the relationships I've created with um, the professors have really helped to kind of expand what I'm doing in the library to ask them for feedback or help or panic. <laughs> And that must be nice being in the same state since they're only three hours away from the campus. You can go down and like me as a distance student. Yeah, I was really lucky this um, summer, actually. I got to spend two weeks on campus. There was a two-week um, session with um, a class with Leonard Marcus about picture books. And so I just dropped everything and went on campus for two weeks and spent you know the time there and got to really got to feel like I was an on-campus student, which was really exciting. Um, so it was I don't know if I'd be able to do it again, just because it's hard to just leave everything, but it was an amazing experience. Oh, yeah. And then, so you said that your campus is around since the 80s with 150 students, and you're, like, one of the first head librarians, or there was ones previously? So it's really interesting, actually. There, there have been head librarians in the past, and, and a whole group of them, but they've always been on the other campus. They've always been on the men's campus, and it's very traditional, very, you know, don't make any noise, just pick out the books and leave kind of attitude. Um, and I'm really trying to change that here. And there really hasn't ever been a full-time librarian on the women's campus that's providing resources and services and programming and, and really trying to gauge what the students need and want. And so I think this is the first time there's actually been somebody you know, taking the pulse of the students and, and trying to, um, you know, help them out really one-on-one. -on -one. Um, so I'm excited for that because I really feel like they deserve, you know, the best library services they possibly can. And a lot of them just don't have a, a sense of it because they've never had it before. That's, what, that's so. what I'm trying to do with this radio program podcasting is to educate the community on what libraries do exactly because people that you know, never worked there as staff or went there a lot as a student, maybe don't even realize having never stepped foot in a library at a college or university what a library is all about besides a place to sit and study. And librarians really do pay, play a big role in the campus environment and life. It's just a lot of behind-the-scenes work sometimes that people don't realize, like, hey, we provide your databases for all your research. It's so true. I'm really trying to, you know, market the library and make it um, a place that, like you said, isn't just about sitting and studying, but it's a place that's really, you know, lively and provides all kinds of resources. Um, I've actually tried to work with, you know, other departments in the university, including, you know, like the student government and the IT staff, just to help bring information to students and kind of network all these other departments within the library. So people, you know, people get frustrated and they want to find information, they don't want to get it. So even just becoming like a liaison to other parts of this, of the university helps. Um, students challenge the idea of what libraries are. Do you, about, you know, sharing information. Do you have a good relationship with the faculty? Because sometimes even the faculty don't realize, even though you would think with all the research, they would appreciate the work librarians can do for them. But sometimes I think they don't fully take advantage of what a librarian is there for a lot of the times at a college or university academic library. Very true. It's very true. It, um, thankfully, I have a really good relationship with the faculty. It helps because, you know, they know me either, you know, as a student or, you know, one of my other hats is as um, a live text coordinator where basically it's our student information system that we collect, you know, assessment data and 
grade students, and so they already have a sense of who I am a little bit, and so it was easy because I already had a relationship with, with teachers to then jump in. Um, and so because I'm, you know, the, the one on staff here, I'll go into the classroom and, you know, do um, research classes with the students or do, meet with students one-on-one -on -one after the class and meet with teachers one-on-one. -on -one. Um, so, you know, I've tried to tailor it as, you know, whatever you want, we will make happen for you. And I think they appreciate that, and I think they're, they feel very positively about the library. So they're wonderful to work with. I'm very, I'm very fortunate. That's good that you have that relationship with them. That's great. And then you, people maybe don't realize also librarians do teach. So in a way, we're just like faculty, just not for the whole semester. We get to just visit. So mm -hmm. you That's go in. Part. <laughs> and no grades. Oh, yeah. You don't have to grade everything. Oh, my gosh. I, yeah. <laughs> that can get very tedious, but just sharing, you know, resources and exciting things with them is the fun part, I think. And especially yourself, you said you were a teacher previously? Yeah, yes. I worked in um, sixth grade and a ninth grade, and a third grade, actually, all in one year in different settings. So oh, wow. So you went, experiences. you went and did, like, a certificate of education or something right after your undergrad, or how did that? So I actually got my undergrad in education and in English. So I'm a certified teacher, which is, which is really helpful, um, you know, to figure out the, the move from being a a teacher to a librarian because there's a lot of overlap and in our program there um, there are fewer classes and requirements I have to take in order to be a school librarian which makes my life a lot easier um, so so yeah it was kind of a natural progression into that yeah that's really good to um, have that experience as a teacher already because that's what librarians do a lot of times teach classes and what made you leave teaching the third sixth and ninth grade um, it was really, really stressful. It was my first year, you know, formally teaching, teaching a bunch of classes all at the same time. Um, and I think I needed a little bit of a break just to kind of assess where I was. And then after I was teaching, I worked at a teacher center, at a nonprofit teacher center, you know, creating curricula, working with teachers, and I loved that. I loved helping teachers find resources and sharing information with them and, and kind of doing a lot of that customer service stuff that we do in libraries. Um, so I think that's helped really prepare me for the work I'm doing here. Um, so that's that was kind of the process that got me to um, kind of shift gears a little bit and come, come at this career from a different angle. Um, Did yeah. you say in your um, school that you taught third, sixth, and ninth grade in there, there wasn't really a school librarian, or there was? Um, they're all actually very different schools, um, completely different ones. Um, I taught Hebrew school in the third grade. I taught um, language arts in an elementary school, and I taught um, in ninth grade in a, um, in a high school. And so there really was the, the library of the sixth grade school um, was wonderful. There was a great librarian, and they really... Um, they benefited a lot from her, but unfortunately, about the year after I left, they cut her hours in half. And so they basically, you know, pulled their arm around her and said, you can't do anything. Because, you know, when you work part-time, it's really hard to do programming and provide resources and meet with teachers. You know, I think the values of, of school libraries um, have been challenged, and school administrators don't always see their, their importance. Um, and in the high school, they just had a room with books. And there was a librarian, but there wasn't a lot of interaction. So unfortunately, I think, I think there's a lot more that can be done to promote school libraries. And so I'm excited to jump into that fray. Oh, good. Yeah, I see. I rem remember hearing that the Illinois state budget had um, problems, much like California, a lot of budget cuts. And that's a big thing that they're looking at, of where can we cut. And unfortunately, yeah, it does seem like librarian libraries suffer for some reason. 
Yeah, it seems like the first place people go whenever they need to cut a budget, like in Chicago right now, you know, there's this whole process of cutting down the budget the, for the Chicago Public Libraries. Unfortunately, there's been a lot of advocacy and and um, work to make sure that the libraries are fully funded. I know um, that they, they've been given some of the money back to, you know, reinstate some of their staff, but the fact that that idea even is, is on the table, <laughs> that we would reduce libraries, is, is problematic. Um, have you noticed any pushback from the California libraries to, to reinstate their funds, or it's kind of lost a little bit? Um, I think some libraries are doing well. Like I know the West Hollywood Public Library just had a nice grand opening in this past October, and their venue looks really beautiful, and that's just, you know... Oh, that's amazing. It's a really great new spot. Everybody should go check it out in West Hollywood. Um, we had a, a library get-together after hours, and we got a t private tour, and it's just so beautiful up there. I highly recommend um, all the Orange County, Los Angeles County listeners to check out the West Hollywood Public Library. Well, I'll, I'll have to come down to California to see that. Oh, <laughs> that yeah. Amazing. And I know um, I've, as a distance student to Chicago myself, I've been there maybe four or five times now and I did check out the Chicago Public Library and it's really big and I love their upstairs big glass room they I heard they have weddings up there really that would be amazing oh yeah and then that's perfect the architecture with the um was it owls and all the really nice style um, there yeah you're talking about Harold Washington Library I believe the one downtown yeah the one off the what do you call it, Metro, what yeah. do you call it over there? Or the L. <laughs> the L, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, you're so lucky with your public transportation there as well, and we don't have a, a very great system over here. We have to just all use the freeways in our cars. Oh, wow. Well, I was, yeah. no, it takes an hour to get anywhere. I was stuck in traffic every oh morning. <laughs> where exactly is your um, college located where you work on campus? Um, so it's located... Um, and in Rogers Park, it's kind of, I guess, northern, like near Evanston. I don't know if that means um, anything. But it's like far away from the Bean. I know where the Bean <laughs> is. <laughs> yeah, it's a good point of reference. Um, it's about 45 minutes away from the Bean. Okay, so is it by one of the lakes? No. Um, yeah, it's about 10 minutes away from Lake Michigan. It's kind of near Loyola University, so it's kind of kind of map it. Um, it's it actually doesn't really look like a school when you look at it. Um, it's really it's the school's in an office building itself that's kind of been merged together. So it doesn't it looks very unassuming when you look at it from the outside. Once you come in you can tell it's a school and the library is very vibrant. So Oh has the library been remodeled recently or how's the library look? Um, so actually, this fall we um, completely reorganized um, the library on this campus. Everything, like all the, you know, the Library of Congress numbers were out of order. You know, it started at like L and then went backwards, and we're like, that doesn't make any sense. Nobody's going to find anything. So we we completely cleared all the shelves, started again from A and then you know to Z. We actually have one classroom that's also part of the library, and that's our, our um, literature collection. So everything related to literature is in that room because a lot of our literature literature classes go on in that classroom. So it's a great way for teachers to use those resources, you know, when they need them. And so um, our work-study staff has worked really hard just to move everything around, reorganize it, and add new signage, and just make it really beautiful and more accessible and communicate that to the students. So well, that's nice. Exciting. 
Do you have long hours or your hours at the library? Do they have um, access for students to study as long as they want or to use other spaces? The library is open, you know, as soon as the school opens at 8.30 till, you know, 12 o'clock at night when, you know, it gets... I'm assuming locked, so I'm hopefully not here that late. Um, students can use the library. It's open. We actually don't have any kind of specific circulation um, desk or anything like that. Students can come in, and they, it's actually an honor system where they can just you know fill out those cards that are that have, um, I guess, the copy paper on the back side that copies what they wrote. It's very old-fashioned. <laughs> We're working on maybe updating that, but we really kind of trust our students to take things out and return them, you know, within a reasonable amount of time. So. Oh, open. Wow, so I, I'm assuming it's not open to the community then. Oh, it is as well. Yes, community members can come in and use the library and take out books, depending, you know, on the resources. If students need it, the students come first, of course. But, yeah, we're an open research library for anybody who would want to come in. And we have a lot of good resources that um, on the on the men's campus in terms of archives and things with Judaica and materials. We have a lot of really interesting things that have been donated. So, um yeah, anybody who wants to can really come in and, and use our library. Well, that's great. And so are the campuses um, nearby each other? Um, they're about 15 minutes away. Um, actually, they're on the, across the same street, down, like down, you know, this campus is in Chicago and the men's campus is in Skokie, but they're really close. So, so even though there's like a women's campus and a men's campus, do, do they... Are they go to um, both libraries a lot? Uh, people, students from both campuses, do they interact often? They don't really. Um, it's unfortunately not really encouraged on these campuses. But um, but really, they don't. Um, if they want to, they certainly can. We can arrange that for students. But the truth is, our intro office, you know, um, mail allows us to you know request a book today and get it tomorrow. And so students, if they want something from either campus, can really get it very quickly. Um, And so there is an opportunity for them to use both sides and both resources. Um, And usually the materials we have on both campuses are kind of doubles. So whatever we have on this campus, we probably have on the other campus and vice versa, besides some special collections materials or um, general kind of periodicals. They're different depending on the students. Oh, so you do have a special collections as well? We have some things. We have a specific Holocaust collection that we have, that um, the Lazar Holocaust collection, that are you know materials related to the Holocaust, um, some Judaica, you know some some artifacts and things like that, as well as books and videos that are specifically um, housed in the main library in Skokie. So for those things, um, we keep them on, on the other campus. Oh, I see. And then so there's like an archive, special collections, and maybe an exhibit as well. Yeah, yeah, and with, like, the glass display and the whole thing. We're hoping to redo that and, and kind of revitalize it as well and make it more accessible for our students here. So it's all part of the process, you know, one thing at a time. Well, that's what's fun about being a librarian is you're a teacher, you're an archivist, you're, a mu- like, a museum exhibit coordinator, um, mm-hmm. curator, and everything in one. Even Acrobat. Oh, yeah, even, a, you know, a design, interior designer, I know, or architect oh, yeah. in a way, because I know we took um, a class called um, Library Buildings and Society Past and Present at Gisless Leap Program, and I really enjoyed that class, getting to look at all the different types of libraries, you know, pre-World War II or post. Everything was just so great to look at. Oh, wow. 
there's actually a really interesting article, I think, in Library Journal this month that talks about the, the redesign of a bunch of libraries and the way that they've changed them and, and made them, you know, more accessible or, or more beautiful or just very interesting, the, the way they've designed them. So I'll have to check out that class. It sounds fantastic. Oh, yeah. There's um, many great opportunities in library school if anyone's thinking, you know, of a career change such as yourself, you know. I know I, I tried teaching some high school students once with um, the Princeton Review prep class for SAT instruction, and that was really stressful just dealing with the group of high school students. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it can be a challenge. I'm completely there with you. And then um, I figured, you know, libraries were s- stress-free, which in general, it is a nice environment but then there is all the budget cuts and politics we have to deal with it's true there are different pros and cons to different careers but the nice thing about libraries like you said is that you can do kind of everything you can do the teaching part and you can do you know the creative design part and make it work for you yeah and even any subject you're specifically into like i'm specifically into film and media and then that's what you can concentrate on if you are lucky enough to find a position like that it's amazing. The, the options are limitless, I think. There's always a setting that can work for you. I want to remind everyone we're listening to our guest today is Eddie Berland, acting head librarian for Hebrew Theological College in Chicago, Illinois. Thank you for um, your time here on Our Digital Future. I'm so excited to have you um, participate and be on our live show and podcast it as well. Thank you so much for having me. This is really, really fun to get to know you better, too, and hopefully I'll uh, definitely see you on campus in person. Oh, yes. We have our on-campus days the first week of March when I remember last year it was very freezing snow. (laughs) (laughs) It's been really temperate in in Chicago, so hopefully it'll stay that way, at least till on campus. Oh, good. So we'll be okay. (laughs) Were you that from that area mostly your whole life? Pretty much. I'm from Milwaukee originally, so pretty much the same thing as Chicago in terms of climate and setting, although Chicago feels like the big city still to me, coming from Wisconsin, so. Oh yeah, myself being from Southern California my whole life, um, last year in March was when I saw snow fall from the sky for the first time in person, and I was just amazed. Oh, wow. Everyone was like, oh, you must not be from here, because this is normal. (laughs) That's amazing. It must have been a really wonderful experience just to yeah. yeah, it was a nice new snowfall, so it was really fluffy and light and calming in Urbana-Champaign, Illinois. <laughs> That's the way to experience, though, that sense of wonder. Oh, yeah, it was amazing. So, But I'll be prepared for the cold this coming uh, next month, first week. Good call. Always over-prepare for Chicago and Illinois weather. Oh, yes, but it's nice to have a change, and a good reason is library school. We love libraries here. <laughs> it's very exciting. So I'll see you or uh, hear you next week in class online. Yeah, definitely. I'm definitely yes. looking forward. And thank you so much. This is really an amazing experience. So. Oh no! Anytime. I love talking to um, fellow librarians and library library enthusiasts, as well as archive and museums here on our digital future KUCI eighty eight point nine FM. And I want to um, say thank you again. And have a nice day. <laughs> you too. Thank you so much. You're Be welcome. Love. Have a good day. <laughs> Take care. You too. Bye. Bye. So that was our guest for today, Thursday, February 
first week, so it's February 2nd, Thursday morning, almost 9 a.m. Stay tuned for more great public affairs programming with a show very appropriate following ours, Nonprofits for Us. We've got 9 to 10 a.m. hour, the world of nonprofit organizations with Tian here on KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. This is your Thursday morning programming and the end of Our Digital Future, where today we had Eddie Berlin acting head librarian for Hebrew Theological College on from calling us from Chicago, Illinois. And I want to thank her again. And thank you for listening. Stay tuned next week for more great talk about libraries and everything really fun. So let's now put on a, a transitional song. Let's hear some Braid with a song off their latest EP released last year. Here's off Closer to Close, the song do over on KCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. Wouldn't mind a second try.